0: Is actually, you are
1: a real runner, Jacqueline Riccio. All right, today on the podcast, I have my good friend Becca Caliendo. How are you doing? I'm oh, wow, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, I hear ya. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. So we actually went to college together. You're a little bit ahead of me, but I remembered Becca from college and. Reconnected with her in Wicker Park in Chicago last year. I don't know where know this time last year. I don't even remember what it was. But now you're like my 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 body love guru.
0: Yay,
1: self love. Yeah. Yes. So today will be really fun. We're gonna go all over the place. We're gonna talk about running. We're gonna talk about yoga, body love. We're gonna talk about career switches too, which is a big one. It's a big one. So you um you do not go to Augustana for body love. What did you start out as in your
0: your major? What was your career? Music. Yeah. Music and speech path, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. And I had to choose graduate school for something. And so I chose opera, music and opera. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh Wow.
0: Yeah. And I I was 50 pounds heavier. I didn't do anything physical. In fact, maybe worth mentioning, I went to the gym. Do you remember the gym at Augie? PepsiCo. PepsiCo. So I went to PepsiCo and I remember walking in and seeing two super fit females in sports bras with six packs. And I walked on the elliptical and I turned around and I walked off. I I was just so intimidated and nervous and I didn't look like that. And I had on probably like a big (laughs) t-shirt. And that was my, just, that's how I started. I didn't know anything about fitness or anything about it at all.
1: I can remember being on that same elliptical and having my um, my disc man <laughs> 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 with I don't know some great stupid CD probably like a you know like a burned CD but kind of that same idea too of like I don't really know what I'm doing I've never used a machine before um, was not running at that time but just like ooh do I belong here I don't really think I do because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not an athlete like ooh yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um so
0: you you graduated school opera where did that take you where were you Um, going in life graduate school in missouri university of missouri yep (laughs) um and then after that i actually went back to augie i taught college i taught music there for an interim professor um and then after that I had gigs. I had a gig with an opera company and I'd always wanted to move to New York throughout all of this. And so then I went to New York, um, for about three years to pursue the opera, which is where I discovered fitness. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to say that mm-hmm. where I was, where I really kind of stepped into that side of myself without being afraid, without, you know, trying it and then turning around and leaving. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted to live in New York too.
0: So what did that look like? What did stepping into fitness
1: look like while you were in New York city?
0: Messy. It started with yoga two times a week. And then I increased that to, I think maybe three, three times a week. Mm -hmm. And there was such a shift and so much energy that needed somewhere to go that I started running. That was my intro to running too. Um, And I just, kicked the mileage. I just kicked it up until I got an injury. And then I had to like start from zero, stayed with the yoga. I'm kind of like fast forwarding a lot, but yeah, it started in New York mostly for mental health reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I think about that too, that I think a lot of us were like, something's not right. I need to do something. Like you said, I need to do something with this energy or I need a hobby. I need to do something that's not Work-related, um, and I think it's great to get into fitness instead of just like drinking or partying, like do something else. But like specifically yoga, like of all of the things that you could have chosen,
0: why? What what drew you to yoga? I honestly, I think it was a Groupon. <laughs> a Groupon. Awesome. on Yeah, one of my roommates and a Groupon <laughs> to Yoga Works in New York um and she'd been we got a groupon and we went together and I just kept going and then after the groupon was over they had like a first month deal and I kept going and it ended up so if you've been to you haven't been to the east coast have you been to New York it's a little
1: bit I was there for a conference a couple times
0: yeah it's intense it's just like really hectic and it's like hustle bustle and I didn't fit it didn't, it wasn't me. And I needed a place to go to feel held and supported, And I needed a place to go to just get away from all of it. And it ended up being my little yoga mat. Like every time I stepped on the mat, I felt like I could take the armor off and just breathe and do what I needed to do um, to feel that, you know, a place to go, a place to feel held and supported. I say that a lot in my classes, but um, everyone needs that. Everyone needs a, a spot, a thing to do, a place to Feel that to let go.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we were so.
1: I we, before we were chatting about social media and how we think like everyone's life is put together and it's just us that's a mess, <laughs> and that's like the the mirage about social media. Like, ah, they know what they're doing. I I'm the only one that doesn't. But like, no, like we're all like we all have this struggle. Like, there's something that we we need and we're searching for, and that calm in our life. Yeah. So, okay. So you're at yoga. Yeah. And you're starting to
0: run and, -hmm. and a shift, a shift just started to happen in every way possible. Like weight was falling off. My diet started to change, but I wasn't intentionally making these things happen. It just, just was a big one eighty from how I'd ever been before. Um, and I think that happens with yoga. Uh, I think it's part of the practice. It's why it's 5,000 years old. Um, a lot comes with it a lot more than just physical changes. Uh, so yeah, so I had a lot of energy to burn. I needed something else besides the yoga. So I started running and it just was, like I said, my family wasn't there. I didn't go with friends. I, it was my one place to focus on me. Um, where do I want to go with this? And I feel like everyone, we, I've already said this, but I feel like everyone needs that. And so as a teacher now, if I can provide that for one student, that's my why. Like if I can give you a place where you can let go and feel good for an hour, we're set. Even one person, like that's the why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So this
1: became a big part of your life. And is that why you were like, okay, I have to become a teacher. I have
0: to get into this myself. <sighs> there's so, I mean, Jacqueline, there's just, this is like a huge, I could have read the book, but so many <laughs> things shifted and changed quickly. Um, and I couldn't do the music anymore. It, it became something that wasn't healthy for me to live that lifestyle, mm-hmm. to do the auditions, to just do that East coast hustle. Um, so really I had to just set it down Focus on me, move back to the Midwest, which is where my family is, and start from zero. And the one thing, and then it's like, what's next? And the one thing that I know helped me was the yoga. The one thing that I knew that was constant where I could take off my armor was yoga. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna start there. I'm gonna get my yoga start. And I'm still kind of like, what's the next thing? What's the next step? And that turned into fitness, that turned into running, that turned into a spin um, certificate. I'm still, I I don't even know if that's it, but. I just want to provide a place where people can experience that self-care, that healing, which is what I needed so badly. Yeah.
1: yeah I, so I love hearing that because we sometimes I'll have people come up to me and be like, oh, how did you, like, make this career shift? How did you, you know, how did you get to where you are? And it's like, like what you said, like you just, like, you just do the one thing and then opens the door for the next thing and then the next step. And it's like you don't know where you're going to end up. I call it, like, the choose-your-own-adventure life. Like we think like, oh, I'm declaring this major at 18 and then I'm going to go to grad school and my career path is set. And then you're like, shoot, no, (laughs) let me throw all of it out the door and start over and just be like, what's the next step? Where's this going now? And where's this going? And being okay with
0: whatever, whatever that looks like. It's scary. It's uncertain, but. Yeah. And I know you have a similar story. So you identify with that change in career path. Yeah. I think the realizing when your
1: career is making you your you unhealthy mm-hmm. and you're like I can't do this anymore it doesn't even like it doesn't matter how much school I went to for this I cannot do this anymore I need to mm-hmm. do something else for myself. Yeah.
0: It's heartbreaking but brave and hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, and good. And good because you're stepping out of whatever is not the right thing. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So this, so yoga turned into running, turned into spin, mm-hmm. and then and you're did you move back to Chicago? You said you moved back to the Midwest, but did you the birds Okay, the yeah. for
0: a few months, and then and then Chicago, yeah, and then the uh, the city.
1: Mm-hmm. So can you share a little bit more about what it's like to take a class with you? And after you share it, I'll share what I love about your classes. But they're different than other classes you'll take with other instructors
0: yeah so I this is really I haven't made this connection but I think about that first time in PepsiCo and seeing those girls in their sports bras and six packs there's nothing wrong with a sports bra and six pack to be clear I practice in them but I think of that and I think of um classes fitness classes where you step into that and it's intimidating and I don't ever want to be a place where a student turns away because they can't do it I have a sister who won't go back to yoga because she tried it once at a gym and the teacher um, she just didn't have a good experience and to me that's so unfair and sad it sucks so I want people to feel welcome regardless of their size their age their ability their mobility I want people to feel like they can do it Um, so I try to create an open space where people feel like I said, held and supported are like, they're in control of what they can do. So your um, poses or speeds might be higher or less than mine. And it's all good. Like it's your, it's where you are and it's enough. Not saying not to push yourself, but um, so I like to provide an environment where people are in control of what they need. And I'm just a guide. And then it's not punishment for whatever. It's not, you don't earn in my mind, Mm -hmm. you don't earn, I I remember I had a yoga teacher say that, like, let's earn our, I don't know if it was Memorial Day, let's earn our meal. And I'm like, I don't know your past with disordered eating or trauma or um, body image stuff. Like that's not mine. And I don't want to place that in anyone's mind at all. So I try to shift it to more of a positive experience where you push yourself. And I kind of guide a little bit. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah the you're enough as you are there's something you always say um you can put yourself if you want to and also like if you don't identify as a yogi you're still welcome here if you don't identify as a runner you're still welcome here um and it yeah it's I've never been to a class like that before it's so like oh I want to go back I want to be a part of this I don't want to hear about how many calories I burned because
0: I don't care Hmm, and not like it's not hard, and it's not like I don't push you. You're really pushing yourself, but um, you're still being pushed. You're still going to work, but it's not like it doesn't put you in that negative. I think it doesn't put you in the negative headspace of not good enough. How many times do we hear that or see that or experience that? Right? We don't need it. So you are good enough. Wherever you are is enough. Let's just work. Have you? I mean, probably the the hero's yeah. journey. Are you familiar with that? Like from literature.
1: No? Oh my gosh. Cause that's okay. So this is like a, like it's used in different books and different movies, but um, like if I attend your class, I'm the hero and you as the teacher are my guide and your job is to give me the tools that I need to make my journey but like you're not it's not (laughs) the class isn't about you as the guide the class is about the student and the students being the person and so just the way that you talk about this like I was like oh you should look into it because this is definitely how you structure things that this is about you and your story with your body and with yoga practice or with running um and it's a lot different than the you know, uh, push harder and get, you know, go faster. And, um, you know, it's, it's completely different and it's crazy though. Cause it's like, I still run fast when I go to your classes or I still do, you know, push myself and do the different poses. And also I know, no, my knee can't bend that way right now. I can't do that right now. And that's okay that I don't look exactly like you. That's okay.
0: Yes. I love that. And, and similar to what you're saying, it makes it less about the teacher and more about the student. So it's less teacher ego. And you've been to classes where it is about the teacher. And then that's like, what's the point? I don't know. I think it has to do with the why, the person who's leading. What is their why? And my why is for you to feel strong, good, capable. I want you to leave feeling these things. I don't want you to, feel, I don't want you to leave feeling like you didn't do enough or like you can't do it. Or your lack I've actually had feedback from students who've experienced that with other teachers who pushed them too hard and they didn't feel good and they didn't feel strong and in my head i'm they're not going to come back, not just that, but or they'll not like my sister, they'll never take another yoga class. Mm-hmm. that breaks my heart mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah, yeah, it's that yeah, like fostering the learning like like if you if the student takes on the learning themselves they want to keep learning but like if it's only about you and me doing something for you then I don't come back I don't do it and then as a business practice like making money like as a business you you don't come back you don't make the money but that teacher who can like cool we're gonna do this I'm gonna help you you want to keep coming back because you feel empowered Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and even just the running studio for example. And I think, you know, there are women who walked slowly Mm -hmm. and there are people who are college athletes who Mm -hmm. ran faster than I'll ever run. And it's fine. (laughs) That is one of the things I love about it
1: too, is that there have been times where I'm like, shoot, I didn't eat enough. I am dead, but I can stay here and I can walk the rest of class and that's okay. And the teacher's not gonna be like, why are you walking? And no one around me is gonna say anything, but I'm like, whatever, I'll just this is what it is. This is what I can do today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different than a lot of classes. Um, how so this like <laughs> and I know this probably has to do with yoga, that that being your background, but like these philosophies that you've come up with and these where did they come from? What have you read that's gotten you to where you are, that's <laughs> had like a really big impact on You know how you conduct your classes in your life. That's so
0: funny. I've actually just made a list of the seven books I've read on quarantine, and and I've read so many, Jacqueline. I'm I I don't even know where to start. Honestly, when the shift happened on the East Coast, when it all it was not just physical, um, I started reading so many, almost self helpy books and philosophy, yoga, yogic philosophy books, and. I can't even pick one author, Paolo Coelho, Jensen Chero, you know, all of them, like all of the, uh, so this is hard for me to answer because there are so many, the power of now. Um, so I feel like from our teachers and these books, and this is, I'm more of the woo. I prefer yoga to, to the other fitness classes. So that's where my brain goes. But I believe in the power of the teachings that are 5,000 years old, that it just kind of trickles its way down and you get it from your teachers and the books and for me to pick one is really really hard I would say the power of now I'm rereading it again um so the answer is I can't pick one (laughs) but yeah
1: but just hearing though but the I think that's a big thing too though is just hearing that you're a reader (laughs) That that's yeah eat
0: books yeah yeah am is there one that you love or that was the most influential
1: yeah you know the you are a badass I I've given that as gifts to so many female friends and to Mm -hmm. clients I think that is such a great and it's a like when you're in like a really crappy place when you're with yourself like it's a good it's a good and it's an easy read too it's not too deep I feel like that's a really good um entry-level book if you've never read a self-help book because it doesn't feel so deep.
0: Right, and I love the woo and the deep and the Abraham Hicks and the all of the big, big woo stuff where people would be like, oh, "I don't know, I, I just will go there and jump in." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's I don't talk about it a lot because I don't know that people are interested or ready. So yes, that is why I said badass. It's like a good place <laughs> to start. It's relatable. It's easy to read. Um, but there's so many. Mm-hmm. So many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been at home for I don't know, like two months.
1: How, how have you kept yourself going? And, you what? know, it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to feel low energy and everything. But what have you been up to? Like, what have you been doing
0: for yourself? So from the beginning, week one, I, put, I, I chose a date to start teaching donation-based classes. And you don't know this, maybe you do, about me, but I'm not awesome when it comes to anything electronic, websitey, not even website, just, like, the internet. Um, But I picked a date, and I said, I'm going to have a class by this date. And I started teaching donation-based classes from the get-go. I think a little too fast before processing anything. And so then I needed to take a break. But regarding my own practice, um, I was feeling pretty low and needed – I wasn't running. I wasn't running. I tried to run once the first month and it was a shit show. So I took a minute from that. Um, but I started taking from teachers, master teachers who live all over the States and that's really assisted me in my, again, to find a healthy mental health, like um, way to be. It, I needed to make a program for myself that involved not just teaching, but also practicing and it, it wasn't like hardcore cardio it wasn't anything like that just yoga classes from master teachers um, honestly i had to tune out a lot of other teachers and people to just focus on self you know about that mhm yeah
1: mhm <laughs> yeah i i have a i actually something i talk about with my clients about you like you have to mute Like literally mute notifications on your phone, mute people on Instagram, um, put up ad blockers on websites, on Facebook, put things on, like you have to, you have to tune things out because there's so many things that are begging for your attention and then you don't spend
0: time on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that was the issue as I was. Hearing input from so many places that I couldn't find my own center, and I've practiced enough to know that I need to find my center. And for me, that's yoga—more than cardio, more than running, more than whatever. It's all good. It's all bueno. Whatever your thing is is great, but for me, that's yoga. And so I had to completely just stop, not answer phone calls for from a lot of people, not talk to teachers, and just do my thing. And it kind of lifted me out of that fog. Um, and I did start running again. So that's where I am, just practicing. I'm only doing a run a week, like a 5K a week is my goal right now. Nothing wild. And it's enough.
1: Mm. Yeah. How do you remind yourself that it's enough when <laughs> that's –
0: yeah. When what were you going to say? Were you going to well, add on to that? Yeah,
1: like how do you – okay, so there's – okay, here are the two messages that I've seen on social media or I've heard from people because I have things muted but I've heard from people <laughs> is um, either everyone is doing this whole thing where you're at home and you have nothing to do so you should get a six-pack or the other message of, oh, you're at home, it's a pandemic, just sit on the couch all day and but there's got to be something in the middle there's got to be something in the middle between those two um but how do you do something and be okay that this is enough
0: uh i love the the whole muting idea just f everyone else love yeah. them but f them and then just focus on what you need because sometimes what i need is some dark chocolate and a nap and this is enough and sometimes that is not the best choice and the, so how do I know? I honestly, I tap in, I tune in, I listen to what I need. And is it a hundred percent? Do I do it always? No, I'm a human. So I'm up and down just like anyone. But for me, my enough isn't you're enough or this person's enough. You know, it's all, it's all subjective. So I just have to tune in and listen to what, and you know this cause you coach. So what does your body need? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Water, a, mm-hmm. a nap, a run, a walk, whatever. So the answer is, (laughs) you know, if you tune in, you know. Mm -hmm. And to focus on yourself. I can't say that enough. And it can seem selfish, but to some people, someone who's never done it before, I'm sure you find that with clients that they're like afraid, almost afraid to, Mm -hmm. but you need, maybe you don't, I don't know. But for me, that's the biggest thing. It was hard because I'm a helper. I want to like as much input, as much as I can help, but I have to put the wall down to focus on myself a lot.
1: Yeah. I was talking with a client about, I don't, know, I don't even know how this came up, but I think it was a quote from this teacher, Elizabeth Dialto, who said resentment is a sign that you overgave. And I've felt resentment a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I can not feel that is make sure that I give myself something first and then I'm able to give stuff to other people. Um, and then I think another quote too is like, create the life that you want before you consume other people's shit. So like, I'm not on, like, I'm not doing it. First thing in the morning, first couple hours, like, like, no, If I'll check my phone by like afternoon. And I have like 57 missed texts from like a group text with my family, but it's on mute. So I haven't gotten any of those notifications. And it's not selfish that I didn't spend the first few hours of my day consuming other people's shit. Like I was, no, I have to do stuff for myself or I will feel resentful that you took up all my time. Um, But yeah, I had a client one time that was like, well, what do you do if like someone when your client's messages, messages you? I'm like, I don't answer it until later. Like <laughs> I need that time for myself. So I'm not resentful and I'm a happy person. Yes.
0: So important. It's so important. And people, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. People don't know that. And it's, uh, that's one of the biggest shifts I w- yes, the, v- there's so many things that happen when you start to eat these books or read these books and understand or try to work on the path or this lifestyle. That's a huge one. It's huge. And yeah. the family's hard. And I like that you said that and used it as an example. Because same for me. I have a big family and sometimes you just need to shut it down a little bit. Yeah.
1: And like you said, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that throughout my 20s. I didn't know that from the beginning of my 30s. That was learned because I made that mistake over and over and over again. And then I was like, well, something's got to shift because this isn't. I'm resentful and mad all the time. Why? Because I'm not taking care of myself first. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. That's yeah. so important. So what else? <laughs>
1: So as it's starting to get warmer here, and hopefully we will be outside more, what do you think your summer is going to look like when it comes to taking care of yourself and running, being outside, yoga? What will that look
0: like for you over the summer? Well, I will continue teaching my own online classes because the state of gyms and studios is just not known in this moment. I was teaching about 20 classes a week, anywhere from 16 to 20 classes a week at I think four or five studios and gyms in Chicago. And that's just not going to happen Yeah, once this is over. So I need to figure out a way to keep doing what I love, which will be online based in the moment. That is my one for sure. So um, offering classes online, private sessions online, and then seeing what studios and gyms are still a good fit because they're changing everything too, like how they're going about with classes. So I will be teaching from my home into your home if you want to take my classes. Mm -hmm. And then I want to, I want to love running again. I was, when I was on the East coast and running a lot, my mileage was up. I'd like to increase mileage to more than a 5k, but I don't want it to become Mm. like, you know big obsessive sort of goal so i want to just like slowly uptake the mileage for the running and you know if i could get a spin class that would be cool i just just i also we didn't say this but i do i want to unveil some like programs on my website that's being worked on but like i want to i want to do more i do energy work and and reiki and you know there's more stuff that i want to do than just teaching yeah so I have like ideas that are starting to kind of come together and yeah. Yeah.
1: It is this great thing of like this pause that we have the opportunity to think of those things of like, what, like what is the next step that I want to do and where's my creativity and going to go now that is a woo woo area that I'm not familiar with and I yeah. have not gotten into. And I'm like, oh, is that like the next thing that I'll probably get into? <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, when you say energy like, work, what does that mean?
0: So it may, it may be something you're into or not. And that's what, whatever you choose is fine. But I do, I, so I'm certified in Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. And then I've done some oneness work, um, which is they're, they're actually different formats but what i believe is that um we are conduits of energy we are made of atoms and we are made of energy and once we use these um for some it's symbols for others it's intention kind of like prayer but different um that the receiver receives what they need from it. And mm. and at the very least, in my opinion, is that you feel more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more to it. And I, I also believe that it's powerful and that we can shift um, our bodies to its most, oh, I, it's, I'm like, I don't know what to, exactly how to word this, but to a healthy state, mm-hmm. um, like Shavasana, like in Shavasana. But if we add this intention or energy work with it, it's, it's just powerful. And some people may not love that idea. Some people may try it. I, I would love to give you a session and we could just chat and see, <laughs> and you might feel awesome or not. I, but I promise that the least you would feel is more relaxed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's like a, like an energy bath or like how you feel after a massage, you know, when you get a massage and then you're done and you just feel like ah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that in my opinion, but also much more uh, deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that? So during, I didn't know anything about any of this, just to be clear before my, and I keep going back to it, but it was a pivotal awakening and shift in New York. And like I said, I should write a book. There's so much that happened, but I, um, I'm like, how much do I share? Um, A lot of things happen. And I went to a, a oneness meditation Mm -hmm. with one of my teachers in the East coast um, named Margaret Nichols. She does oneness work and I So this is more of a monks in India trained situation. And I knew, again, knew nothing about it. So I went to the meditation and I left feeling like I'd smoked weed. Okay. So I don't know if you know that high feeling, but it was totally natural. It was just, I left feeling after, I think it was an hour, feeling nothing that I've ever experienced before. And I think you just have to experience something like this to feel it. Like after acupuncture or after a massage, but it's, after this energy work so once that happened I started being more curious shifts continued to happen I was still doing yoga I was running and then I started to read more books and more books and and when I moved to Chicago I did some trainings with teachers uh I believe (laughs) I know this is I believe that once you're on a path, it'll just show you what the next thing is. So if you're supposed to give this a try as a practitioner or as a recipient, Jacqueline, then it'll the opportunity will present itself and you'll be like, okay, now's the time. I'm going to try it. And then you decide yes or no, never again, or yes, always. Long mm-hmm. answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. No, but I think that, that that's true, that you just do the next thing. I was thinking about this other thing I listened to where – when you believe that the universe is on your side instead of that everyone's against you, he was calling it pro instead of paranoia. You're just like, okay, cool. Like what's the next thing? But that like relaxed state of going through life, which is probably a lot different than how you were going through life in New York with auditions and like just that high speed. So Those are kind of that like, all right, cool. We're going to shift to this and be a little bit more relaxed, slower, trusting, of things falling into place um completely different than I think where I was at 10 years ago as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's it's so much and I it's so much more than just eating a salad and running everything everything shifts relationships and once you read the books and do the work it, just everything and I'm sure your clients experience this and you talk about it everything just I think shifts for the better, but it has to. And it's hard. It's hard work, but it it's better. It just makes it, it's a better place to be. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's that you can keep counting calories or counting macros or whatever, and like keep kind of attacking these like kind of surface level things or jump in a little bit deeper and see like, okay, cool what else shifts in my life when I go there and things kind of level off for you and you don't have to micromanage. Um, and the
0: going there is the right. And the going there is the hard, the going there going there is not always beautiful. Mm. Did you find that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: you know, cause that's the right. Like what you put up and I try to be honest on social media. Hey, this has not been easy. I left my teaching job five years ago, I think. Like this has not been, ooh, I know what I'm doing with my life. And every day I wake up and I'm like, yay, everything is magical and everything is settled. No, no. Like think things have not been there. It's been very hard, but also I'm happy to be doing this versus where I was before.
0: Right. And it's, things, it's like things fall away and things shift and relationships shift. And it's I almost it's like I've seen this picture of two souls being kind of ripped apart. And it's to change for the better you have to just rip apart the old stuff that's not serving you to like I think you just said to go there and then and to see what's afterwards to see the, the good stuff mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 exactly oh I got deep
0: <laughs> that's how I roll Jacqueline <laughs> it's, yes but I mean we can talk about running too if you want <laughs> talk about the more surface stuff no
1: no and that's and like that stuff's important too like it is but i'm always like cool if you need help with like the mechanics of running don't talk to me because i am like no like you can send you to a specialist and but there's there's a reason that we run um and it's not usually it doesn't have to be about the running or why you do the yoga it's not really about the yoga poses but about like connecting with yourself And that's what running has always been for me.
0: Right. And that's yoga, which you don't even know is just the running and that way connecting with yourself, Jacqueline, is a piece of yoga. Yoga is not just poses. It's the way we think. It's the mindset. There's so many, just like a piece of it. So what you just said and what you do and teach is yoga and you don't even know it. (laughs) But it is. Right.
1: I have to tell you, the first time I went to a yoga class was in Wicker Park. I can't remember. The studio is not there anymore um it was a 90 minute class that was my first experience i kept staring at the clock for when i could leave i had never gone to yoga before and my friend dragged me to a 90 minute class and i was just like it was that i don't belong here i like my attention span i can't even i can't sit here for 90 minutes oh it was terrible i hated it
0: mm-hmm. and so my advice To anyone listening out there is just keep trying teachers and classes that work. There are so many different teachers. There are so many different classes and coaches and life coaches like Jacqueline or health coaches. You just need to find what feels good and then do it. So that 90 minute class was not the choice for you. (laughs) Mm -mm. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Is there anything else you want to share with people?
1: Any uh deep wisdom or life advice, especially as we're, you know, still navigating these uncertain times, but things should be getting back to a new normal
0: soon. Yeah, I just think you're all whole, complete, and perfect just as you are. And it's however you are is fine. Things are we have bad days and that's okay. And I think when we push away and we have good days and that's okay. And I think when we push away the feelings and judge the stuff and think of what we should be doing rather than what we are doing that's when stuff gets messy I think they're just we need to be more compassionate to ourselves and just know that like how you are is awesome and just be more compassionate and wherever you are is enough and that's it take it from there
1: amazing great yeah.
0: if people want to find you to connect with you to learn more about what you do or your upcoming classes where is the best place to find you start on instagram i have a website that's not yet but it's not even been published yet so go to my instagram which is it's becca underscore Kellyendo. i just need to double check that that's what it is yeah becca see yoga becca underscore kelly and Do. and then in there i will um put info about my website which is currently being made but it's not published yet but yeah come take a class try a class i'm offering like chair yoga for old people and really vigorous classes and more relaxed classes so um instagram start there and then i would love to just teach you whoever you are out there listening
1: yeah yeah um, Great. Well, thank you so much today. I'll have all of the links in the show notes and yeah,
0: it's been great. It's good. I
1: miss you. I miss I miss you. It's, you. So good. it's really
0: good to see your face. It, it made me happy to see your face on the screen. Thank you for having me, Jacqueline.
1: All right. So we've been getting a lot of messages like Jacqueline, <laughs> I have only ever been able to be healthy. Um, by doing something over the top, kind of this all or nothing mindset. I fell into this nothing place, especially with a lot of this working from home, I'm ready to do something. I know that I need to do something, but I don't know how to do it unless I'm like going over the top, going back to that place of all. And so I have this like little four quadrant thing that I use um, in working with my one-on-one clients where I show people like, cool, like you were in this place where you were super authoritarian and you have these like strict inflexible rules. And that didn't make sense while you were working from home. Like that just doesn't make sense. It's not the best thing for your mental health or even your physical health. Um, And so you kind of swung to this place of like being permissive. Like you didn't really have a lot of boundaries, not a lot of structure in your day. And that's okay. Um, Permissive, we feel very like it's, we're like, cool, I'm doing this. I'm staying in bed because self-care. I'm I'm allowing myself to eat this donut or three donuts because self-care. And I think that we kind of all go through that period and there's nothing shameful about it. There's nothing shameful about any of these things, but it's just like recognizing it being able to like, oh, cool. Like now I understand why this happened. I was being so inflexible, so over the top. I couldn't do this all thing. And then I swung to it being nothing. And so a lot of times the nothing starts with this like being permissive, like it's okay. It's okay. And then if you're like me, I'm raising my hand, um, it, it kind of shifts to being neglectful. It's no longer this like warmth, but it's this like, oh my gosh, I'm eating in excess and don't feel good. What the F is wrong with me? Or, you know, I was running a marathon and then I stopped running because I needed a break, and now it's become neglectful, and I'm not doing anything at all. I'm not running, I'm not strength training, I'm not walking. It's really neglectful. And so, if you're in any of these three quadrants, one, you're not alone. Um, two, I think that the, a lot of people are, are experiencing this, especially while at home. And three, there is hope. There is something that you can do that's not authoritarian. It's not neglectful. And I call this authoritative. And so this is where we have boundaries and we have structure, but we're doing these things to help ourselves feel good, feel good, not gross. Um, enjoy the journey, not be a jerk to ourselves along the way. And so this is what I've been doing um, and what I've been working towards and how I've been living. And this is what I help my one-on-one clients do as well. Um, So this authoritative view on food, this authoritative view on sleep, um, this authoritative view on exercise, doing things, having structure in place, but because it helps you feel good. And this is... This is a great place to be, but we kind of like had to learn those mistakes. Like we had to learn like, ah, it doesn't feel so fine to be super authorita- authoritarian. It doesn't feel so good to be really permissive or neglectful, huh? What's that Goldilocks, uh, where, what's that place in the middle? Oh, okay, cool. This is this is what's going to feel good. We had to make those mistakes and learn from them in order to get to that place. And so, um, heads up that the morning crew, the next session, we start July 6th. You got to get on the phone with me to make sure this is the right fit. So let me tell you what that looks like. We're going to hop on zoom. And you're just going to tell me like, cool, I've done whole 30. I've done keto. I've counted Weight Watchers points and it always results in me not doing anything at all, or I've run this 5k, but then I stopped running. Right. And if that's your story, I'm like, cool, I can help you. And then we'll talk about what that looks like, how I can help you move from where you are to where you want to be. And my coaching is very supportive. Um, I call myself a no nonsense nurturer. That was kind of the, the role I played as a teacher as well. Cool. Here are the things that we're going to work on, but also I'm a nurturer. I'm going to help you feel good along this process because who you are on the journey is who you will be when you arrive. So you have to enjoy this journey. That's from Janine Roth. I can't, um, she's just amazing. Just one of my my mentors in uh, the books that I've read. Um, But yeah, so The Morning Crew, the next session starts July 6th. It will not open up again until the fall. So if you have been wanting to work with me, if you have been wanting to break this all or nothing cycle with exercise, with food, with the way you treat yourself, if you've been wanting to break that and actually move forward in your life, uh, click the link in the show notes. We'll hop on zoom and we'll just chat. No pressure. Um, you can decide like if this is a right fit for you or not, and we'll move from there. All right. I am so excited to chat with you. Have a good rest of your day. Bye guys.